New York is the city that never sleeps, and neither does Sal Licata. From Flushing in the Bronx to the Meadowlands in MSG, Sal sounds off on the biggest sports news of the day. Welcome to WFAN Daily with Sal Licata. Hello and welcome to another edition of WFAN Daily with Sal Licata. Please download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You know, I was thinking about this. The messaging from both the Mets and the Yankees, this topic came up on the TV show that I host on Baseball Night New York on SNY. You could listen to, you could watch it at 6 o'clock Monday through Friday. And although it's not on this Friday, but that's a different story. Uh, anyway, just Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. And it's really an informative show because we have writers on all the time. We're covering the team and, you know, people in the know. So one of the topics that came up, and I thought it was interesting, which I wanted to talk about it now was the messaging from both the Mets and Yankees. Actually, we only talked about the Mets, but I think it's from an interesting point, too, from the Yankees as far as this offseason goes. So just to catch you up on where we're at with the offseasons right now, you know, the Yankees haven't really done much since trading for Juan Soto, and I know that that's a huge move, but they talked about going all in, and yet that really was the only move that they made. As for the Mets, the Mets have talked about taking a step back, but also had the president come out and David Stearns and say that they expect to be competing for a wild card. So first, I want to start with the Mets. The Obviously, under Steve Cohen, the Mets have gone all in for the last few years, right? The, the highest payroll in baseball history, all that stuff. And obviously, it did not work out. So I can understand, while well, I don't like it, I can understand why they're changing course, at least for this year, and kind of taking a step back and go into evaluation mode. They're talking about repurposing of assets, meaning that they're going to look to add prospects any which way that they can, as opposed to just go out there and get every free agent. Now, they did go after Yamamoto for $325 million. He you know, obviously chose the Dodgers. Mets didn't get their, their top pitcher. But nonetheless, they're still taking a step back overall as far as the big spending. I mean, They've got roughly $10 million left as we record this podcast. Who knows if they signed a reliever, you know, between now and tomorrow morning when, when they, or, or today when this thing gets released. I'm taping this full disclosure on Wednesday night, and it gets released in the morning. So I just don't know if they're going to sign a reliever between now and then. But if they do, it's going to be a minimal move, you know, $4 million, $5 million a year. Mets have roughly $10 million to work with, roughly, the rest of this offseason. Okay, so disappointing because they need a DH. Disappointing because the bullpen, not very good. Disappointing because the starting rotation has a lot of question marks and needs a lot of things to go right. And disappointing because they're coming off of a bad year, an awful year, one of the worst years in franchise history, as a matter of fact. And they're giving you what they think is just enough, but really it's not enough. And the frustrating part for me is that I accept, you have to as a Mets fan, the process. I accept the plan that you, you suck it up for a year. What's another year? It's been almost 40 years since 1986. What's another year? You suck it up for one more year, and then you see what happens. You see how the prospects develop, when they're coming up, what the timeline is, what you have here, also the free agents to be next year, whether it be a starting pitcher, whether it be Juan Soto. I understand it. However, when they tell you that they're going to be taking a year, a step back, taking a year off, kind of. And then in the same breath, 
the president of the team, David Stern, says we expect to be competing for a wild card. I don't think it's unrealistic to expect them to go get a real DH or a couple of bullpen arms. I mean, I'm not asking for Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery. Uh, I'm not asking for Cody Bellinger. But is it unrealistic to ask for for Jorge Soler? Is it unrealistic to ask for you know a legitimate bullpen arm or two? And I don't even care about the bullpen right now. I'd rather the DH figure out the bullpen in year. What I think the mixed messaging is is that they say they didn't say punt. They did go out there and offer Yamamoto three hundred twenty-five million, but they did say repurposing in a year back, and then they say wild card. You see the inconsistencies there. Year back, let's start from the beginning with Epler when he was here. And then Cohen said to himself, last season, midseason. They're going to basically take a step back, lower the expectations, kind of a repurposing. Then they go all out for Yamamoto. Then they miss out on Yamamoto and say, all right, we got roughly $10 million left after, you know, Severino and Joey Wendell and some of the other really largely insignificant moves that they have made. You know, Sean Manaya, they're just filling out the rotation. I mean, Jesus, the least you could do is, Put some major league arms there. But then from that, you have the president come out and say, wild card. I understand the Mets plan. I'm not asking for much. But I do think there's a little mixed messaging where just go get a real DH and call it a day. I'll save you the suspense. Vientos is not going to be very good. Okay, now for the Yankees. And this is where I think things get really interesting. The Yankees' message has been what? Since last offseason, the message has been what? We're going for it. They've said it. We're going all in this year. Okay, great. I respect it. I love it. That sounds like a better plan than the Mets plan to me. So go all in. And they go trade for Juan Soto, who was the one. Like, if there was one move to make for the Yankees this offseason, that was it. They had to get Juan Soto, and they did. So you give them a ton of credit for that. You're grading it out, A++. Okay. However, in a year where you're saying, and this is them, the Yankees, you're saying you're going all in, how do you justify not going all the way in for Yamamoto, number one? And they went far enough at $300 million, but they didn't go over the top all the way in like the Dodgers did. That's number one. Number two, how do you justify, like the Yankees want a bullpen arm, right? They're looking at the bullpen arm, the same market as the Mets. Who knows? By the time that this airs, by the time you're listening to this, maybe they already have that arm whether it's Wandy Peralta coming back, Hector Neris, whatever. But why not go after Josh Hader? I'm confused. An all-in, big, bad, evil empire, New York Yankees move is Josh Hader. You, the Yankees, told us that you're going all-in. Hector Neris is not all-in. Josh Hader is all-in. You tried for Blake Snell, but did you really? I mean, what's a 150, 60, whatever the offer was, 40? I don't even know. What's the minimal offer that they went out there and tried to get Blake Snell for. They didn't really try. You know what? Matter of fact, I would question if they even want Blake Snell or Yamamoto for that matter. Did they really want them? Because if the Yankees wanted them, you'd think they'd go over the top for these guys. They didn't. Not for Yamamoto, not for Snell. And they didn't even inquire about Josh Hader. So what's worse here? The Mets telling us they're really not going to do much, not doing much, but then throwing out the wild card. The Yankees telling us they're going all in, make one great trade and big move in Soto, but then stop short of really going all in. I think 
I'm more disappointed. Like, look, from a Mets fan's perspective, obviously I'm disappointed in the Mets, but I understand the plan. From a Yankees perspective, I'm disappointed and bothered that they stopped short of going all the way. This is the Yankees. They're coming off a historically bad season. Their worst season in, what, 30 years? 82 wins? Like, 82 wins for the Mets is a good year. 82 wins for the Yankees is an embarrassing year. And then they're trying to sell you the same spin. Pretend that they're going all in, but the reality is they're not. They're hoping on Carlos Rodon to bounce back. What the hell is that all about? All in would have been, all in is not, I'm sorry, it's not Verdugo and Stroman in addition to Soto. It's Snell or Montgomery or Hayter in addition to Soto. That is all in. The Yankees are better than this. Their standard should be higher than this. I think the Yankees need to be called out here for their mixed messaging. And by the way, all this this idea, I got to give credit to Britt Giroli, who does some stuff at SNY, and she was on the show yesterday and writes for The Athletic, and she wrote this about the Red Sox, who are sending mixed messages, and their fans don't know what to believe. Are they going to spend? Are they not going to spend? What are they doing? So it, make, it makes us think, okay, well, what about the Mets and Yankees? And at least to a certain extent, the Mets, it lines up until Stern said wild card. If you're saying wild card, go get a freaking DH and a bullpen arm. The Yankees, it does not add up to all in when all you did was go make, and it's a big trade. Again, don't get me wrong. I know Juan Soto is one of the best players in baseball. I expect him to have an MVP season in his walk year. He's going to be a beast. I'm not so sure the Yankees are going to be able to keep him, afford him. When he hits free agency, we'll find out. And they better. I mean, because otherwise it's a total disaster. Although, oh, either way, because even I was going to say, although if they win the World Series, what does it matter? But if they win the World Series, you want to run it back and bring him and Judge back and have them retire together as, you know, two of the greatest players ever. And that combination. It's going to be fun to watch, but is it going to be for one season? But anyway, they didn't, they didn't put the cherry on top. You, you got two or three scoops of ice cream which is great because that's the best part, right, the ice cream. But what about the sprinkles? What about the hot fudge? What about the cherry on top? Verdugo, Marcus Stroman, they're not the cherry. They're like napkins. They're the napkins that you wipe your face with after you eat the ice cream. You know, you watch Juan Soto hit a home run, then you you wipe your face a little bit, you dab it with the napkins with Verdugo and Stroman. I want the sprinkles. I want the hot fudge. I want the cherry on top. Hater, Blake Snell, Montgomery. Yankees are at least one big move short. All right, that does it for us on this edition of WFAN Daily. Catch you at 10 a.m. with BT on the fan. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. Don't forget to download, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts.